0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic stretch their lead at the top after an incident-packed win at Hamilton Rangers post-winter break stutter continues with the goalless draw at home to Aberdeen and Florian Camberry made unusual comments about moving to Ibrox according to Hibs boss Jack Ross I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans Quiet weekend really Apart from that red card shown at Hamilton yesterday And the two red cards that should have been shown at Hamilton yesterday Rangers fell further behind in the title race as well But I don't think anybody noticed apart from the caller on Saturday Who said Alfredo Morelos looked overweight And the other caller who said he didn't like Steven Gerrard and he never would Is it just me Alec or is it getting warm for February? Yeah without doubt Brilliant weekend here Obviously Celtic won again Continuing their impressive form uh, Rangers stutter and dropping two points Gary Holtz Livy continue to impress and Alex Dyer what are a big three points that was for him so much to discuss tonight the number you need is 0141 951 1025 the floor is yours so tell us what you made of all of the weekend's big talking points Hugh Keevans it is Monday though it's that time of the week when you get put on the spot and I'll ask you first of all for a goal of the weekend I'm going to A result of the weekend I don't know why I went for goal first oh, wait, Result then. of the weekend Result Livy won Motherwell nil Before you fade my mic down um, <sighs> uh, I thought For Gary Holt And all concerned That Livy Five home games One On the bounds And not a goal Conceded In any of them That's seven and a half hours Of football Well done Livy Yeah I went for Livingston as well Gordon purely for the point of view As Hughes just touched upon Five wins Haven't lost in 11 games Mm. Livingston Hughes So what a remarkable job he's doing What about Arbroath? Come on Arbroath winning away I I take your point on board I spoke Mm, to Callum Elleron One of the producers He was uh, was at the game Mm. uh, Dundee United game Says they were desperate Okay going for Livy That's fine I don't mind that at all What about your goal of the weekend Alex Ray? My goal goes to Vigers The touch The little kind of Half I, it wasn't even a like, full trigger It was just like a little bump Power shot Drilled past uh, the goalkeeper ex- Ross County. Excellent goal Good choice Hugh Keevans Your goal of the weekend I'm giving my goal of the weekend And my howler of the weekend To the same man Alright So <laughs> Explain Goal of the weekend Christopher Julian What a finish Sixth goal of the season for Celtic I think he's a better goal scorer Than he is a defender And that's why you're giving him The howler presumably Have you I think when Hamilton Aki scored their goal from a corner kick, you have got to, absolutely got to, expect better of a £7 million centre half. And even he held his hands up right away, fair play to him, and he was angry with it, but you've got to do better than that. My howler was Austin Edward, back post, open goal, you'd expect him to score it, particularly in the form he's on at the moment, you know, two goals excellent prior to that, but... You'd expect him to score that one Okay 01419511025 Just about fun To kick us off on a Monday At Clyde SSB on Twitter What have you made of Any of the weekend's Big talking points Let's hear from you Neil Lennon Says Hamilton made it difficult Yesterday Was delighted with the late reaction In the game He says the momentum Celtic's building Is brilliant Well first of all I'm delighted with the result It's a huge three points Wasn't happy with the first half I thought Hamilton's structure Made it difficult for us You know Set up really well Well organised and to lose a goal from a set player is very disappointing from our point of view, but 
you know, the uh, reaction was, was very good. You know, the red card, obviously, and the free kick, which Hudson executed brilliantly. I don't know how he does it. He's so close in. Normally, people take a touch and whack it, but he gets it up and over brilliantly. And then it got them in at half time, and we just wanted more tempo. And obviously, we knew that Hamilton would be so difficult to break down because they're very good at that. So we had to wait, you know, a while for the second goal. But once we got the second one, we knew we'd get a few more. And that's the way the game panned out. So I'm absolutely thrilled. I'm really proud of the players, you know, and um, the momentum that they've built since the turn of the year has been fantastic. You don't get many overt displays of emotion from uh, Neil Lennon these days. He's calmed down a lot. But when uh, Celtic's third goal went in and uh, he knew for sure that the points were wrapped up, he's on the park, he's dancing around, and that demonstrated to all and sundry how important he realised that result had been. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt, Alex, that it was it was part of a bigger picture. You want yeah. to win every game. But, but there's no doubt that the Celtic players, the management, the fans Knew that that was a three points picked up the day after Rangers failed to get their three With, Without doubt, we often say that if one of the teams drop points in the day before It's so important to pick up uh, I think Neil was actually correcting what he said there I thought Hamilton went about their business excellent uh, But you know, they talk about momentum And if you're continuously chapping on the door mm. When you look at the second goal One of the, mid, the Hamilton midfielders drops the runner from Christie Who was fresh Gave them that impetus The cross ball And as you said uh, Julian's finish is like a striker I actually thought it was Edward initially Because of the way he just opened it up And yeah. naturally finished Very good finish 0141-951-1025 Marco is first up tonight What did you make of it yesterday Marco? Yeah hi guys I hope you're all you know, keeping well um, Yeah it's, it's really interesting Because last week we had a, Quite an amusing um, discussion About the, the, the meaning of the word pivotal and um, I actually agreed with you at that point that the Rangers' loss to Hearts wasn't p- pivotal at that particular uh, point there. But I would suggest that the combination of events has happened since then, including Rangers drawing yesterday and Celtic winning both of their games pretty pretty well, scoring goals in the process. I would I would argue that that actually the combination of events is pivotal, and it will see Celtic lift the title. Um, combined with the fact that they have a much stronger squad in depth, which I think the Rangers are are beginning to see the uh, their the lack of that showing, uh, and that's the point I'd make. And I'd also like to try and make something about Julian, if I could later as well. Thanks, uh, guys. With, with regard to pivotal, Marco, um, if we accept as Neil Lennon does that Rangers will win their game in hand, then essentially it's a four point lead, and there are two games between. Celtic and Rangers to be played before the end of the season therefore Celtic took a very big stride forward yesterday and as I said it was um, shown when Neil Lennon couldn't contain his delight but with Rangers having the game in hand and having to play Celtic twice I can't bring myself to say that yesterday meant that Celtic won the league no of course not but that said Alex in in the last week Celtic picked yes. up 9 points and Rangers picked up 4 yeah. most people assumed that they would both pick up 9 or there or thereabouts so it, it's clearly been quite a week whether Rangers yeah. recover and go on to win the league time will tell yeah, of I'm not, not sitting here predicting anything but I don't think you can deny the the, that's the, the swing that's happened in the last 7 days a shadow of doubt, if you're losing 5 points of a potential 9 then obviously the swing goes because I think Celtic's won five since they came back in the winter break. So clearly momentum has swung towards Celtic. 
they're winning, they're scoring goals. Whereas if you look at Rangers, the other side of the coin is that they're not playing particularly well. They're struggling to break teams down. I was thinking about this over the weekend, Gordon, in terms of the way Rangers play. They tend to play with the, the exact same shape, 4-3-3. They have the wide guys who come in. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how long Tavernier, whether they bring him back in on Wednesday. If they don't have Tavernier, I would suggest it'd be better playing two out-and-out wingers and try and mix it up mm. a little bit, trying to do something different because if you look at the four games, they have really struggled to cope with the lack of Tavernier on that right-hand side. We will dig into Rangers' performances in the not-too-distant future. What else stood out for you yesterday, Marco? Um, yeah, well, I, I think basically, the, the obviously, going 1-0 down at a ground that we notoriously struggle at, um, you know, we've, we've just scraped wins there in the last uh, two outings, um, and obviously I thought it was a red card, um, but I thought that Griffiths was lucky with the tackle, um, I must admit, I think that was, really was a red card as well, to be honest with you, but but it was just it's just basically Celtic never know when they're beaten, they have a winning mentality, they have the momentum, I haven't seen that with Rangers, and to answer Hugh's point, I would say that there's no evidence at the moment that Rangers are guaranteed to win that game in hand if they keep on playing the way they are never mind that they'll, 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 they'll struggle to beat Celtic in the two games they've got against them as well you know um, but just to make the point on Julian if, if I could um, Hugh made the, uh, uh, a comment uh, I think the other week as well about um, you know if, if all the he's not going to have the fact that uh, that um, Celtic played badly in defence because of um, Subunovic had just come in and obviously Frimpong was missing and all that. He said because you've got one, you know, seven million pound defender playing against another million pound defender. It doesn't matter how much they cost you. You can put fifty million pound defenders together. They've got to know each other's style of play and build up a rapport and understanding. You know, these guys had hardly played with each other at all, so you have to take that into account. And in terms of Julian, I agree with you totally. In terms of, I think he's he's weakness is getting bullied um, by, by, by a physical uh, attacker and I think he needs to, to learn that but remember this is just his first season in Scottish football when um, when Van Dijk came in to Celtic he was similar um, in terms of like he wasn't always guaranteed not to let in or be caught the cause of silly goals and he scored at the other end and that, that's the point I really want to make for me the um, the, the truly the best uh, central defenders in the world not only are good defending but they score goals and that's what Van Dijk's doing for Liverpool, Julian's called six for Celtic now. I think next season, when he's fully scored and settled into Scottish football, you'll see him turn into a real, the real deal. The guy is the real deal. Trust me, you know. Well, uh, I think that clubs pay Scottish clubs, in other words, Celtic or Rangers, pay seven million pounds because they expect to get a player who will stand head and shoulders above the rest. And when Julian played at Ibrox in the early part of the season. I said on this programme I felt he had come of age that day He had an outstanding game However He has been bullied By Lyndon Dykes at Livingston Cost Celtic three points Or Helped cost Celtic three points And was bullied yesterday by Hamilton Ackies And was badly at fault for the Hamilton Ackies goal And Which he acknowledged actually Yeah, didn't yeah, he, yeah, after the yeah. Game. I just think that for £7 million You've got to be better than that And You know Everyone's quick to say Oh they hadn't played together But I mean They're at a certain level Saminovic Julian They're at a certain level They mm. should be More than capable Of being able to play together At short notice At the other end Alex And it is very Important that, that Hamilton Get the credit they deserved I actually yeah. went along to the game yesterday A nice change from not having to stare at you two In here <laughs> in the studio And get to go and see a game The effort that every one of the players put in I mean Gogic in particular Absolutely. Was just 
immense Just threw his body in front of everything Headered everything away Was it a case that Celtic's quality In an attacking sense Just eventually showed You can bring on Rogic You can bring on Christie You've got Edouard Who's absolutely at the top of his game at the moment Gordon, I remember I used to tell you the story About Arsene Wenger They have a philosophy that they just keep chapping on the door, they keep asking questions, wave after wave after wave. You and invariably someone switches off. One of the midfielders dropped Ryan Christie, and I, I, was, I have to commend uh, Neil Lennon in terms of his substitutions. I thought they made a big impact because when you look at Christie for the second goal, I think it was uh, the one round the face, the all important goal. Because oh. at that point, that's like a body blow to Hamilton. They've just run out of puff at that stage, and then you look at the ball by Rogic to Edward, the the way a pass. You know, the, the, it was just excellent And uh, he, he done the rest of it all, all in all, I think, you, you know uh, It's difficult for them to maintain that with Hamilton You also remember Rogic and his contribution uh, the, mm-hmm. the goal that he made for Odson Edward Was uh, another thing of beauty for Celtic yesterday Neil Lennon says he's had to have a word with Lee Griffiths about his discipline But he doesn't think he's stamped on Sam Woods He says they've been de- uh, they've dealt a psychological blow By capitalising on Rangers' draw against Aberdeen I didn't think he stamped on him But he did, you know, re- you know he pushed the guy in the, in the chest And that's, you know, not what I want You know, ill-discipline or It's not what we're about We try to keep our discipline as much as we possibly can So had a word with him And then he calmed himself down after that it's called relief. Yeah, you want to capitalise on it and um, you know make the most of it. So in the third goal and then you more or less knew that the you had the three points wrapped up and and thoroughly deserved, you know, because we're gonna get more of that as the season goes on. Teams being very difficult to break down and like I said, I didn't think first half were at our best at all, but um, a lot, lot better second half. I just think psychologically it's good. I'm thinking it's four points rather than seven because I, I would assume that the opposition would would win the, the game in hand. So it's the first little buffer we've had for quite a while. Brian Rice, though, says there's no debate. Lee Griffith should have been sent off. He says the decision changed the complexity of the game. Big decision with the referee changed the game. I thought my boys uh, performed heroically. You know, it won nothing. Everything we worked on, our team shape, everything was good. You know, I felt, I felt okay. Uh, I think it was very, very harsh how it ended up. But Celtic ended up with seven attacking players in the field of real quality. And my boys gave, you know, they defended style. But the biggest turning point is definitely the refereeing decision. I think one decision led into another, but it's only my opinion. I don't think that any debate, it was a red card with Red Griffiths. Uh, Lee there's no debate But My opinion doesn't matter And the only dis- uh, person's opinion that matters Is the referee And the referee has called it his way He's he's seen it So We just move on You know He may be, he may look at it and think Oh I've made a mistake there Or he may look at it and think No I've got that right I just In my humble opinion I don't think there's any debate We were coping really well And instead it being 11 v 10 for us We ended up 10 v 11 that decision with the referee, in my opinion, changed the whole complexity of the game. Jerry, you're a Celtic fan in Bothwell. What do you make of that incident? Are you sticking up for Lee Griffiths or are you agreeing with Brian Rice? No, not at all. Uh, Lee Griffiths stamped in a guy. I think Noel Lennon was watching a different game. Feels so yesterday. Um, I'm very disappointed in Lee Griffiths after I'm just getting into the team uh, after a while off. He could have caused us maybe a draw yesterday or maybe even getting beat. Because he's obviously he'd be suspended if he was sent off, 
Um, but I'm really disappointed because I think it was a pure lack of dis- discipline. Mm. Uh, Hugh Keevans, like all of these incidents, very much a divisive one. Yeah. Uh, Brian Rice says there's no debate. Over there's cer- no, yes. <laughs> certainly a debate. <laughs> nothing but. Um, yes. Was it a red for you, yes or no? Yes. And I would say, Jerry, thank you very much for um, being so honest as a Celtic supporter and, and stating that, in your opinion, as a Celtic supporter, uh, he could and should have walked. Um, I would simply say this, Jerry, that had it been the other way around and Lee Griffiths had been the person on the ground, the Celtic supporters to a man, woman and child would have been outraged and would have called for a red card and would have called for all sorts, for Claire White to get involved and all the rest of it. It, it, for me, was totally unnecessary. He didn't have to do it. And I'm not buying all this stuff about the player was holding his foot and had to adjust his and all the other stuff. He didn't have to do it, and it was a reckless gesture that, as Jerry said, could have had consequences for Celtic on the day. Alex, do you agree, red or yeah, yellow? I, I had it as a stamp as well. Uh, listen, Jerry's come on tonight and give his opinion as well, and I think that's a kind of common sense as well. For Neil Lennon to say that there was no stamp at all was a wee bit baffling because he's clearly come down and mm. caught the guy. Well, I mean, he feels the, if it was the a referee st- agrees. Presumably Well I, I'm, I'll be interested To see what the referee's Report says Gordon Because I think he's Actually been booked For the push Now we don't know that Just now But we'll see We'll know that Within another 24 hours What, what is it about it then Because you guys are you, You're very convinced You're very convinced Jerry's convinced As, as Rice, was Marco um, Yeah So The referee Obviously Wasn't on the day I noticed And I'm, I'm pretty consistent On this Every time we bring this up Dermot Gallagher On the TV yeah. You don't have to agree with him I know he's, no. a, I know he's a ref It is just one man's opinion But the reason I mention it Is because he said it was a yellow. Yeah. I believe the referee on, on BT Sport at the time said it was a yellow. What is it ab- about it then that that, that might have well, uh, that's why I'm, been different from, from what you think? That's why I'm so glad that Jerry is a Celtic supporter. And yeah, but, but, but see, to be fair, none, none, of that, none of that really matters because we're just talking about people's eyesight. Jerry thinks it was a yellow, whether he's a, Celt- uh, Red, sorry, whether he's a Celtic fan or not. But there are, there are clearly... A number of qualified individuals Who don't think it was a red Why? Yeah. Why might that be? What, what, what's what's the other side of it That we're I, not analysing? I, I, I can't tell why they Don't think it was a red card I just think that it was unnecessary uh, I do think it was a disproportionate use of force See that's probably the key issue isn't it? Because whether it was necessary or not Is quite frankly force. irrelevant It does come down to the force So you know Was there excessive force? And that's the bit to be honest to you That, that we'll never agree on The referee presumably no. Or the referees that, that I mentioned they don't think it was excessive force And that's why they gave out a yellow You you think it was It probably does come down to that Gordon this, that, And I'm not trying to murk, murk the waters here See when you look at uh, if, I, if he was booked for the push mm. uh, Nick, see, see, Nick, see, Nick Walsh See to be fair because we are short on time that is muddying the waters a bit because I, I'd, rather, I'd rather deal with that one. He might not even, he might I, I not that. think it's a no, yellow. But, but the other two that I mentioned yeah. did. Let's yeah. talk about the stamp because that, that did muddy the waters. Yeah. So if in the days that come we find yeah. out that the yellow was for the push, yeah. fine. But what I'm talking about, that, 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 the, the alleged stamp, if you like. Yeah, I said to you earlier on, see, when you actually get one, when you actually get stood on the ribs in terms of force, it's brutal because you have no protection there at all. You actually see the boy writhing in pain. When he lands on mm. top of him So that kind of gave me an yeah. indication Again again, just to play devil's advocate though I would always encourage refs to not look at players' reactions Because we've look, you see the way players react That doesn't sound like a very sensible way to judge a decision Well, like, like all big decisions It will divide public opinion I don't believe that because 
two former referees say mm. it was a yellow. Yeah, like I say, that, that, I didn't bring that up to to suggest that that was gospel. No, it was just... And again, I go back. Jerry is not one of them. Jerry, a lot of Celtic supporters would, if a referee said of a Celtic player that was a red card, they would say, ah, all part of a conspiracy. Jerry, we're running a bit late, but I want to give you the final uh, say. I just thought it, it looked really bad, uh, and he did stamp the guy. There's no doubt about it. He did stamp on him. Okay, and I don't know why he done it. Just a a mad moment. Okay, that was Jerry in Bothwell. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Big result at Ibrox on Saturday. Rangers fans, where did it go wrong? Where did it go wrong over the last seven days or so? Give us your thoughts. Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you full compensation is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard uh, Johnny's on Twitter At Clyde SSB He says If any of the panel want to read the rules They'll see Griffiths wasn't a red card You'll see by how this plays out If in doubt Check back other incidents The act needs to have excessive force It didn't So not enough for a red Move on Says Johnny uh, Graham on the other hand says Had Griffiths been sent off It would have changed the way the game played out As we saw at Livingston He wins the free kick Hamilton go down to 10 men Giving Celtic the advantage uh, I'm quite keen to make sure we get round all the, 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 the talk, All the talking points A couple of incidents we didn't mention before Any complaints about Hamilton's red card? Uh, not no, for me By the letter of the law uh, I thought that Hamilton might have been reduced to uh, Nine men I thought the tackle on Callum McGregor Was naughty uh, could have done him a real damage um, And the referee did not uh, agree with me on that one either Was that just an unfortunate case Alex Of, of sort of maybe young and experienced defending There's clearly not a lot in yeah. I mean it's, it's not a You know there's not a, It's not the, the worst challenge you'll see No but not at all Where he is on the pitch Listen, There's no uh, complaints whatsoever I think he gets caught I think he's inexperienced You have to uh, give Griffiths Plenty of credit as well He uses his body brilliantly to roll him And a young man's just caught wrong side Pulled him down, no complaints Okay, let's look back on events at Ibrox on Saturday Rangers fans, where did it go wrong? Quite simply, that's the question for you Stephen Gerrard says they're missing a spark in the final third He says they need to get it back quickly And the left ring missed chances I think as a whole there wasn't too much wrong with it I think we threw everything we, we had at it I think we're missing a spark in, in, in the final third and not just today, I think over the four games since we've come back, there seems to be a bit of a spark missing in our final third play. Having said that, we, we still had some big moments in the game. I remember one first half when we are in down the right, 2v1, Alfredo's got to find Ryan Kent. You could have a free shot at goal, that was a big moment in the first half that we should have scored from. And then obviously Alfredo's chance, nine, 99 times out of 100, he normally, he normally wins us the game in that situation. So, um, But... I do feel like there's a spark missing in, in, in the final third. We need to try and find our spark and get back to the level we were at before the break. Um, that's the key, that's the most important thing. Um, and we need to keep going. We need to keep going because um, I believe there will be more twists and turns. So, as far as I'm concerned, we keep going, we keep pushing. But I need my players to find the spark. There's a few people around the squad at the moment that are capable of helping us find that spark. They need to come with us. They need to come with us Hugh that would be a big disappointment On it's own Never mind at the end of a week Where you've already lost At heart So you yep. can see why There is a, a frustration building up Yeah uh, the, the, the big moment is Goldson's terrific ball To Alfredo Morelos yep. And as Stephen Gerrard said 99 times out of 100 is a goal uh, But for whatever reason He did not have a good game Morelos uh, But 
Derek McInnes could say, my striker had two golden opportunities uh, in the first half. Uh, one when Katic fell asleep in the, the centre circle, the other when Niall McGinn found uh, Sam Cosgrove uh, with a terrific ball across the face of the goal. And on both occasions, Cosgrove came up short. So I think both managers could say, with a, a bit more accuracy in front of a goal, we could have won that game. Yeah, I think when you look at Rangers and say come back for the winter break, there's been a kind of very, very flat, Gordon. Middle to front, they haven't created a great deal. They haven't had any fluency. Uh, all the players that we wax lyrical about over the course of the opening half of the season, you know, they don't seem to be doing it. Davis, Kamara, off the boil as well. You look at, uh, you know, uh, Morelos has been out for a month. You look at Kent. Uh, there's plenty. Then you get the guys coming off the bench. They're not firing. I think Steven Gerrard and... I think they play Celtic on the 15th of March mm-hmm. I would hazard a guess Rangers can't drop any points before then Alan is in Drumchapel Alan where is it going wrong at the moment? I don't I, See I think I think Rangers Well alright They're they're very uh, I think they're actually quite alright See when they They have the ball around the middle I just don't like this backward passing as well But see when they the Aber, As you ever saying Aberdeen the only, Is that the only two sh- the two shots I remember Aberdeen having. I think they had a few headers as well. Did you know? Yeah. Of, uh, yeah. McGregor put a couple of headers uh, uh-huh. off yeah. as well. But, but, but apart from that, most of the game range, well, when Aberdeen were mostly in that that the, their own half, basically like defending. Rangers are. I'm thinking Rangers are not. They're no. They're not like. I don't not think they've got a plan for them. A, like break down these defences. They know they're just going to keep sitting back all the time and. That's what's causing Rangers to pass back a lot, and they're getting around the the outside of the the eighteen the eighteen. Yeah, yard but the box. thing is, the thing is, Alan, uh, these teams do this against Celtic as well. You have to find a way to breaking breaking mm-hmm. down packed defences now because what's happening is a lot of people are just putting two banks five and a four. So Mirren did it a couple of weeks ago, made it very difficult. You look at the weekend, Aberdeen get numbers back. You have to find a way. That's the reason why I'm saying middle to front Rangers have to be a lot more inventive. I think if Tavernier can come back in on Wednesday against Hibs, that gives him another option because he brings so much to the team going forward. So I think uh, you have to give the opposition credit, but Rangers need to find ways of unlocking defences. And, and at the same same time, Hugh Allen says, you, you know, ap- apart from that, but yeah. y- you would put at least three of those Aberdeen chances in the, the absolute top bracket. Oh, yeah. not, not quite sitters, but really good chances. Cosgrove's two, and then probably Ash Taylor's header. Header, yeah. You'd have to say. So it's all right saying... Apart from that Those are are three pretty big chances Exactly Uh, Aberdeen came down Knowing that they needed A performance After the goalless draw At St Mirren The the verbal abuse Given to Derek McInnes They knew they needed A performance And Any one of those chances If Aberdeen had If you like Stolen the game Then they'd have gone up the road Very very happy indeed But Sam Cosgrove At the moment Off the boil The only goal he scored recently Was from a penalty uh, against uh, the Barton and the Scottish Cup His miss from Niall McGinn was pretty poor uh, And the robbing of Katic in the middle of the park Should have resulted in a goal But his touch was up unbelievably heavy And it gave Alan McGregor a chance to save Well if we're trying to pinpoint where it's going wrong Stephen Gerrard says he's finding it hard to do just that He says it's not a problem with fitness or quality Not quite sure what the issue is Difficult to put your finger on it because we we look into all this and it's not fitness, it's not talent, 
I'm struggling to put my finger on that right now. But this is the first time we've had a shot on our goal since we've come back. Um, so maybe it's more on us to, to find our spark and have more invention in, in the final third. Could easily be sitting here talking about a 1-0 win, um, but we haven't took our big moments. The big moment in the first half, we, we never took it. And the big moment we had in the second half. I don't think you're going to get a lot of moments against Aberdeen, the way they play, uh, their organisation. Uh, we, we were aware of that, but we still had big moments in the game to win it. Unfortunately, we never took them. Stephen Gerrard can't pinpoint where it's all yeah. going wrong. Craig is on the line. Are you going to give it a bash? <laughs> How are you doing, gents? Um, I mean, I, I, it's beggar's belief, really, because, I mean, last season, you know, exact same thing was happening. You know, came back for the winter break and, you know, had an absolute meltdown. The, the difference, though, between this season and last season is that after a defeat to Kamalik, they did react and they did go and get three wins in a row. This year, we've came back, we've had five games, every single one of them it has not been good enough in. We've been lucky that in the season we were playing lesser teams who you can maybe afford not to play good against and you'll still get the win. Um, but the two tougher challenges, um, and, and I do still think, you know, I, although they've had a, a, a poor season, you know, I still do think Tynecastle's not an easy place to go. Um, so, it's, you know, you're never nailed on for a guaranteed three points there, but, you, you know, you, we were certainly expecting it. Um but, you know, for me, this is why I think questions have to be asked to Gerard as well. Because what is he saying to the players? What is he doing in the training ground? Because whatever it is right now, it isn't working. He talks about a spark being missing with the players. He had a go at the players after the Hearts game. It's one thing saying about the players and calling them bottles and all the rest of it. But he himself has to take some responsibility. Because I don't know why he can't seem to get the message through to the players that they have got to step up and play the way they were playing and get results. There's no point beating Celtic if every time you beat them, you just completely undo it by losing results. Now, don't get me wrong, you know, Neil Lennon yesterday running in the park celebrating the way he did. I mean, Gerard was getting all sorts of criticism um, for Celtic fans and other people for his celebration after beating Celtic um, the league isn't over you know but it's certainly back in Celtic's hands until such time as I, I think if you, the if form you, changes if you had listened uh, to what Neil Lennon said after the game and we played the clip Absolutely. tonight as well Neil Lennon said that was sheer relief he used the word relief because at one stage in the afternoon Celtic did not look as if they were going to get as comprehensive a win as they did get so Neil Lennon's not showboating He's not uh, shoving anything in anyone's face He admitted it was purely and simply relief Now Stephen Gerrard It's gone pear-shaped in the last couple of weeks But when Stephen Gerrard walked off the park on December 29 at Celtic uh, He was a hero in the eyes of the Rangers supporters At the moment They've hit a real bump in the road here and it's how they come back against Hibs And they need to come back against Hibs Because if anything happens in that game Then there really is trouble Because there's no doubt The pressure has grown on Steven Gerrard Because I don't think for one moment That he's saying It's all about these players Nothing to do with me mate I think he's, he, he knows And he must also know Been here nearly two years 
He must also know that the pressure is growing on him now If you were to rhyme off the suggestions that you hear Alex For potential reasons Some people yeah. hear some people hear this and say Excuse but no there's a reason There must be a reason as, yeah. as to why Rangers form isn't good at the moment Dubai you hear it you know winter break We always do it we come back from Dubai Two years in a row Form not as good Is it the absence of James Tavernier Is it an over-reliance on Alfredo Morelos Combined with the fact then That maybe there are Other individuals Who are not Contributing in an attacking sense The way that they should I think it's a combination Of all Gordon Because the thing is Morelos If he'd have come back Hadn't get suspended You know he'd probably been as sharp As he would have done when he left The fact of the matter is He's had to wait for a month That probably resulted in the weekend When a bit sluggish Uh, You look at Tavernier A big miss And these are key players Now Um you listen to Stephen Gerrard there, he says the fitness is not an issue. You know, you look at that, that clearly talented boys have performed before that. For the life of me, I can't understand now. When I, he just sorry, just when he says that, because fans will watch and say, you know, we we don't look at it, we don't look like we've got the same intensity. Can we assume that when he says categorically it's not fitness, that's because they're GSP, sports science yeah. guys that are running the numbers and and don't see any yeah. difference Yeah the only, For me the only difference is That they're actually not creating Gordon They looked as if they're going through The motions more so than anything So I don't know if that's A mental side of things But what I do know is, is They're actually struggling badly To carve teams open If they don't get a goal earlier The anxiety happens Around about Ibrox mm. as well Where people uh, Moaning and groaning Which they're entitled to do Because they obviously Want to see and expect to win But uh as I said earlier on, Gordon, if they drop points between now and no for them, it becomes extremely difficult on the 15th of March. And and the key thing for them now is they need to go on a run. I think Craig said that last year they reacted. They have to do it now. They've got a run of games that look relatively favourable. They've got to go to Kamarnock. They've got Hibs uh, and then I've got a couple of teams with the greatest respect to them. You expect Rangers to win. But if they drop points between now and then, if you think pressure's bad now, then mm-hmm. it will mount. We're going to have to leave it there because we need to get some travel with Stephen and that means it's the perfect time for you to get in touch. 01419511025 and we could be speaking to you next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Keevans is here, Alex Ray is alongside him and they are trying their best to tackle some of the big talking points from an action-packed weekend in Scottish football. Give us a call, let us know what you think or if you would rather tweet then you can do it at Clyde SSB. Gordon's a Celtic fan up next, he's in Kilmacomb. What did you make of the weekend's action, Gordon? Hey... I, I just we're, we're, we're at more points away from our nearest rivals, so I, I'm delighted. Uh, just a wee quick point, just uh, just before I come on there, I was listening to uh, Alex Ray talking about no about Morelos if he hadn't been suspended and all that, but th- that's that's the rest of your team, I suppose. No, uh, our, one of our best players, Christie, was out for three games, uh, banned as well, and the, the rest of the team have got to pick up the slack. The way I look at it, no, I mean, but uh, we're always trying to say. Not one player uh, relies on that in your team. No, I mean, and if it does, you shouldn't have that way because uh, you know a team like Rangers or a team like Celtic, they should have enough resources that they should get two or three players out. I wonder if Gordon was listening to us during the break, Alex. It's made me a bit uh, suspicious because that's kind of what we said actually just during the break was that that maybe is an issue for Rangers at the moment. Is that having other guys who can contribute? Gordon makes a valid point. I think when you look at Celtic, they have so many options available to them, but. I think if you said over the course of the next two months, if you to take one player out of each team, which would have a big, the biggest impact would be Edward and Morelos. I think that's a given. Uh, and unfortunately, my, my argument was that because he was out for a month, 
he was a bit slack at the weekend. You know, obviously Defoe came in, scored in I think one or two of the games, but against Hearts he was a bit off off the, it. So the strength and depth for me is exemplified by the fact that at one one, fifteen minutes to go, on come Hayes, Christie, Rogic, and all are involved in what happens thereafter. Uh, Hayes to Christie, Christie to Julian two one. Rogic to Edward 3-1 And that's the kind of strength and depth Middle to front uh, Celtic have that Uh, I still think That they have A lot of work to do At the back Defensively But There was the strength and depth The three subs come on And the three subs change the whole game Back to you Gordon yeah, 100%. Um, and I know Hughes, you know, when I start, listen to the start tonight, they're coming on about who was the best goal, who's the, the whatever you want to call it, the miss of the day. And it was like, you know, Julian's, he's admitted like it's his first first season with us. He scored six goals, you know what I mean? Um, and I think that, that you no, know, they're talking about Hughes saying about a £7 million player, they should be a lot better than that. Yeah, we all make mistakes. Um, I, I remember Van Dyke with Liverpool I think he caused a goal last season we, we're all making he's 50, 60 million I think we'll all get these well, these days you know what I mean you can say the same with Morella see if you'd have scored the goal you know, put his house on everybody else said that he's allegedly up at the 30 or whatever you know what I mean so we, we all have our bad days at the end of the day it doesn't really matter we come back to the the win the game the three points and that was my point that I flown on the other on was just to say that What's happening with it now? We're dissecting every single game. Celtic won, uh, and now we're talking about Griffiths. The referee never got it, um, whether it's right or wrong. I, I looked at. I was watching Scott, a sports scene last night, and one one of the pundits once said it was a start, and I once said it wasn't because he caught his foot. I, 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 I never, I never seen him when I was watching the game. So that you got to think of the referee. I don't think he done it deliberate. I don't really know. You'll have seen um, it back now, though, Gordon. What's your what's your gut telling you? And listen, it doesn't really matter either way because Jerry, you're fellow Celtic fan was on earlier and he thought it was a red card so well, well listen I remember uh, I remember uh, Romarellis came in and stamped in about two or three players and never get booked for any of them so all these things happen it's not great for the football we've still got a player out Frimpong who, who got a, just a tackle it was a hard tackle that's all it was a hard tackle the guy's been out for two or three games he's not, I don't know when he's going to come back in again so was that a yes so, or a no to a red card for no, Lee Griffiths? no I don't think it was a stamp no, no I don't okay. think it was that's I think fine. maybe a yell at the most because you see his body kind of bending down if it was a stamp he'd have, he'd have kept his body straight and stamped him he wouldn't have been a wee bend down as well I don't know I don't think he's that clever to do it that quick but I just think we're, we're taking things out let's Celtic won the game and other teams, whatever, let's start talking about it. We don't have to dissect every single game, you know what I mean? It's just mm. crazy. It's, and I was I watched a bit, I just, when I was listening to you guys and uh, try to go on the phone, and I'm on Sky and Morales is on talking about oh, this thing in Sky and about the Celtic players or this and that. It's, it's nonsense. It's just, it happens at every game. It's not good. I'm not, I'm not condoning it at all, but to come on, come on and say things like that. We're not talking about football anymore. Well, uh, this season was always going to be like that, to be fair. Um, this is the most important season I would argue Of all time Where Celtic and Rangers are concerned Because Celtic are desperate for nine in a row For the second time in the club's history And because nine could lead to ten Rangers are desperate To head Celtic off at the pass They don't want to see nine And they certainly don't want to see ten Therefore every game is dissected yeah. And every incident is gone into in forensic detail 
that's just the way it is just now and uh, the, it's not going anywhere the, uh, soon the, the, the train has left the station on that one let's speak to Jerry and Erskine he's also a Celtic fan what did you make of it at the weekend Jerry? thanks to Gordon on the other line Hi, good evening, guys. Thanks. Hi, Jerry. Let's do that Jerry. Um, so I just you were talking. Hugh was talking about the the back line at Celtic. Now, if if Neil's going to persist with the the three five two situation, that means then that you would have you would have to have a, a, a an extra one or two centre backs. Now, I was looking at the transfer um, the final listings for the transfer window just closed, and I've never heard anyone speaking about it. But Benkovic. believe it or not, correct. Benkovic went to. <laughs> I've been talking about it, Jerry. Were you? I, oh, listen, I was speaking um, about it today I, You're absolutely right Because I think he was one that was kind of I know that Celtic were trying to get another centre-half in uh, And with the greatest respect to Bristol City Celtic are by far They offer so much more 60,000 fans They play in the, Europe as well Compete for, for trophies And I thought that would be an absolute mm. stick on That's a fair point Hugh Because you thought that Celtic needed an extra defender During the window uh-huh. Purely because you're not sold on, on the ones that are, are currently there but even if you push that to one side and you play a simple numbers game, Neil Lennon may well progress with using three central defenders rather than two. And we saw young Stephen Welsh come in, make his debut yesterday, did pretty well. In fact, did, yeah. did very well. Neil Lennon was happy with him. So I wonder if we'll see more of him as time goes on. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned Stephen Welsh. I thought he did uh, yep. the basics very well. Unfussy. He's no Jeremy Frimpong. Uh, he just gets it's his a job role, done, though, isn't it? Yeah, a... I know, but he, he just gets his job done, and he didn't put a foot wrong. Uh, and to be on loan at Morton and suddenly be recalled by Celtic, uh, he coped with it all very well. I just think that at Motherwell, for example, on Wednesday night, Celtic will come under uh, a lot of pressure. Ayer and Julian have to be more resolute than they were. Uh, at Hamilton yesterday um, More resolute than they were against Ross County Where if Ross County had taken their chances at Celtic Park Celtic might have been out of the game by half time Where is the where is the hope for these sides though? Because you mentioned two games And you're probably right A lot of Celtic fans would agree with you Two games that Celtic still went on to win by three goals Yeah, I, I said to you on Saturday, Gordon That um, now that the... the the mercury in the thermometer is rising now that the tension is getting to the stage where everyone is gripped by it. Psychological strength is going to be very important. And yesterday, with 20 minutes to go, it was still 1 1 at Hamilton and Celtic playing 10 men. And you wondered if they could actually slip up. But then he's Christie, Rogic. All come on Celtic were relentless and remorseless And they just Eventually broke down Hamilton So that they had the strength The mental strength to see it through And they will need it again At Motherwell mm. Because You cannot be certain About any game now Well you were quite certain The Rangers would win their game in hand Earlier on were you not? I, you know, when push gets to shove I mean if Rangers don't win their game in hand Under the circumstances which prevail at the moment As Alex said They have got to play Celtic While not dropping any points between now And the meeting with Celtic in March Jerry, my apologies We're going to have to leave it there Because we're already late for this 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Kevens and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We kicked off looking back on most. I think yeah. We didn't get round them all Most of the weekend's Big talking points uh, The dropping of points By Rangers at Ibrox Celtic winning yesterday The alleged stamp By Lee Griffiths Just a few Of the topics You might want to get involved with We're about to hear from Jack Ross As well He's had his say His comeback If you like To Florian Camberry's comments About always wanting To play for Rangers So we'll hear them After we do this Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish Sun.co.uk slash football. Beat the pundit time. Hugh Evans is ready. Alex Ray is ready. And one of them will take on Stuart from Greenock. How are you tonight, Stuart? Uh, not too bad, just Not too bad at all, Stuart. Have you played Beat the pundit before? I, I get beat off Alec Ray the last time So oh, hoping to get revenge on him Maybe some revenge <laughs> on the cards uh, We'll toss the coin anyway It might be Hugh Keevans who gets your wrath We'll find out if it's heads it is Hugh If it's tails it is Alex Ray And I'm afraid you'll have to wait for revenge It is Hugh Keevans against Stuart from Greenock So I'm going to give Hugh something else to listen to Maybe give you some Clyde too There we go He's giving me the nod Stuart you've got 30 seconds Head to head with Hugh You can pass Here is your chance To beat the pundit Are you ready? Yep Let's do it Which English side Did Neil Lennon End his playing career with? Bolton Which Rangers player Wears number 31? Scott Arfield What's the name of St Johnston's home ground? McDermott Park Which Hamilton player Was sent off yesterday? Hamilton How many yards from the goal line is the penalty spot? Six oh, 12 yards Which Russian team did Gary O'Connor play with after leaving Hibs in his first spell? Start at Moscow Which Kilmarnock player scored a double on Saturday? Human Brophy Okay, let's bring Hugh back Can you hear us Hugh? I can You can, great Same set of questions to you Are you ready? Off we go Let's do it Which English team did Neil Lennon finish his playing career with? Uh, Leicester Which Rangers player wears number 31? Pass What is the name of St Johnston's home ground? McDermott Park Which Hamilton player was sent off yesterday? Uh, Jamie Hamilton How many yards from the goal line is the penalty spot? 12 Which Russian team did Gary O'Connor play with after leaving Hibs in his first spell? Moscow Locomotive Which Kelly player scored a double on Saturday? Uh, Brophy With which team did Jack Ross win the Scottish second division in 2000? Okay What do you think Stuart? Close call I think he's just beat me there I think it is close I think mm. it is close uh, Which English team Did Neil Lennon finish His playing career with It was actually North Wickham Forest. It oh, was Wickham. Wickham So he was at Forest And then Finished off at Wickham Only I think about A dozen games or so uh, Which Rangers player Wears 31 Kent Barisic Barisic uh, The name of St Johnson's home ground Is McDermott Park You both finally got one right So it's one all uh, It became two all Which Hamilton player Was sent off yesterday It was Jamie Hamilton How many yards from the goal line Is the penalty spot On a football pitch Stuart 12 12 yards And what did you say Six at first But now I think You said six at first I can't believe it Hugh Keevans got it Goes in a 3-2 lead uh, Which Russian team Did Gary O'Connor play with um, Yeah Locomotive Moscow I think we'll give you that Yeah Yeah <coughs> Excuse me we stuck in my throat uh, What did you say Mo- Moscow Locomotive yeah. yeah we'll still give you it And Eamon Brophy Scored the double Jack Ross actually won The I second won. division With Clyde 
Mm. Back in 2000. So, one, two, three, five, three to Hugh Keevans. Oh, he's, show, <laughs> he's shown us the imaginary name on the back of his shirt, Stuart. That sounds delighted he is. Hardline Stuart. All right, cheers. Uh, good man, right. that was Stuart in Greenock. Uh, what other results jumped out at you from the weekend? Um, Hibbs got a good draw. Uh, or rather, St Mirren got a good draw at Easter Road, I thought. Uh, Kilmarnock broke a long run of failure Seven league defeats on the bounce And then finally beat Ross County uh, Arguably the, the game of the weekend Was the uh, 3-3 draw yeah. at McDermott Park You know it was a real I think we're going to get a lot of fun Out of Daniel Stendhal and his Hearts team uh, They might have moments Where they go off the boil but they fought back And Sean Clare scored a really good goal Alex yeah. So and I think this guy Could give us a lot of fun The one thing that you can say About the Hearts uh, Boys is they're fighting At the moment You know they're all competing They're trying to get Points on the board I think their recent form Suggests that they're going On in the right direction I think the uh, Boys and Naismith You also have Halkett and, and Suter at the back I think they're going to be fine We'll maybe dig into Some of those talking points In the not too distant future We're here until 8 o'clock So plenty of time To get your calls in We're about to hear from Jack Ross On Florian Camberry Let's take a call From Kevin and Croftfoot first Hi Kevin How you doing man? Not too bad Kevin What's in your mind tonight? Um, what it is All I've seen All over the papers Is about the alleged Stamp for Griffiths I don't think enough's getting made About the challenge On Callum McGregor I yeah. think that was A straight red that was a horrible challenge Hugh Evans, I think agrees with you yeah, For what it's worth I, I mentioned it earlier in the programme You might have been on your way home uh, yeah. Kevin But I did say I, I thought it was a naughty challenge I thought it could have done Callum McGregor A, a, a serious bit of harm uh, But The referee did not agree But let's just say I, I think that Callum McGregor uh, Avoided a nasty one there And I thought the tackle was nasty yeah, I think McGowan yeah. didn't hold anything back, Gordon. The thing is, he got the ball. Uh, it had he really left the ground, I think he was in control at that stage. But he clearly catches him the follow through, and an interpretation is down to the ref whether he thinks that's a a yellow or a red. McGregor, to his eternal credit, uh, never gone, misses yeah. matches. Everyone knows that he plays more games than anybody. Uh, and when I saw his reaction, you know, he really felt it, uh, and. As I say, he's not a guy that gives in easily. I just thought it was an, a naughty, nasty challenge. Kevin, what was your own take on the Lee Griffiths one? Um, I wouldn't have been surprised if it was a red. Seen it at the time, I said to myself, that could be a red. Uh, but I don't, I don't think it's as serious as the slow-mos make it look. I don't think there's any intent there for Griffiths. I just think... He's nowhere else to put his foot. Well, we could argue about this all night. And, uh, you know, it's just a, a, a fact of life that a, a big incident occurs on a Sunday match and we discuss it tonight. After tonight, not worth talking about. Until he is or is not retrospectively dealt with. We don't know yet. If, We've had more than our fair share of surprises on that front. If head office gets involved, <laughs> then... Uh, I look All forward to Friday off. Because it'll be my fault In some way um, But uh, You know It's what we do As I say This is the biggest season ever In the conflict Between Celtic and Rangers And everything That either of them does Is dissected If I can try my best To sort of Sit in the fence And view it from there Alex What I think The last couple of seasons Has taught us And I think Kevin actually Uses a phrase which 
should resonate with most people Is that you actually wouldn't be surprised either way That's kind yeah. of the way I feel about it And I'm not here yeah, to, to give my opinion Nobody really cares what I think It's about what you two think yeah. But because we've seen so many different inc- yeah. incidents And because we pour over them in forensic detail And because we dig into the rules And we hear phrases like excessive force it still just comes down to someone's interpretation because one man's excessive force is not another man's excessive Absolutely. force. So it, you probably wouldn't be surprised either way. Gordon, you can go round in circles we hear. It's just about your interpretation of time. The, the circumstances always vary because of the different kind of natures of the tackle or the, what, the coming together. Uh, so listen, we could go round in circles all day long. You know, There'll be people saying it wasn't, some will say it was. But it'll be interesting to see what the referee's report is in the next 24 hours Kevin, on a footballing perspective Does that does that feel like a big weekend, an important weekend With Rangers dropping points again And then Celtic managing to maintain uh, their impressive start to the year? Yeah, I think it was huge um, I called up last week And Hugh said that there was no advantage to Celtic Being um, a few points in front with Rangers still having a game in hand it be interesting to see his thoughts this week If they think Celtic's got the advantage now I have always said uh, That uh, since The uh, return from the winter break Celtic have gathered the whip hand Celtic have the whip hand That's why Neil Lennon was so Delighted with what took place at Hamilton yesterday But I Don't accept That the league's over And neither With Neil Lennon and neither would Scott mm. Brown And neither would any Celtic play Won't get anyone coming out Saying that's it Done and dusted but, but, but in, in fairness to the callers I don't think anyone's asking you To say that it's done and dusted Not one single person has, has asked that We're just talking about The advantage The swing The momentum Things like that The momentum is with Celtic And then Wednesday night Will go in again And Celtic have to maintain The momentum uh, Rangers have to Get back on track and if Celtic maintain the momentum and Rangers don't get back on track, then big trouble for Steven Gerrard. But Wednesday is another day. It's a, it's a massive month in it, Hugh. I think there's yeah. like seven games to go this month as well. How people cope, how you know the players physically adapt to it all. But again, momentum's everything. Rangers fans, you got a brief glimpse of the likes of Yanis Hadji and Florian Camberry. At the weekend Did you see anything That you liked Anything that you didn't like In those brief spells Why not share it with us Because Jack Ross Says Florian Camberry Has made his return to Hibs Much more challenging After comments he made When he joined Rangers The striker said it was A dream move He called the Ibrox fans The best in the world And these were remarks That safe to say Surprised his Hibs manager They're unusual For a player who um, Still has a Length of time to go To his parent club um, And is only on loan but each and every player behaves in a different way and each and every player chooses their own words and so um, he's chosen his words and it's him that's delivered them it's not like he's been misquoted so you know, at the moment I can put that to the side because my focus is on the players that are here and the ones that I get to work with and the ones that I can try and get the best from Will be difficult for him to come back? I think it's made, it made it much more challenging I think he said that himself I read other quotes attributed to him that he's acknowledged that I, mean, I think that's fairly obvious because I think, as I said, I think he's um, maybe he could have chosen his words more carefully in the first instance and then he wouldn't have put himself in a more difficult position potentially. Supporters in this country, and I won't talk about supporters in other countries because we're only talking about <laughs> Super Scoreboard here in Scotland. Supporters in this country have a low tolerance threshold. <laughs> what Florian Camberry has said 
Will not endear him to the Hibs fans I think it's a, a an insult also to Leanne Dempster Who is the chief executive there Who went out on a limb Took Florian Camberry's side Against Neil Lennon Lost herself a manager Not the smartest move ever uh, Kept Camberry Now he goes on loan And says that it was always his dream From the second game he played in Scotland To play for Rangers I don't think he can go back He's there finished. as a Hibs player. He's no. finished you. You no. can't go back to a club having said that. You know, it's your dream and the biggest and all the stuff that he, he actually said. For me, he's. Uh, I think he's calculated what he's done. And now he has to put all this talking to one side. He has to make an impact at Rangers to try and lure Rangers into buy him mm-hmm. permanently in the summer. If he does not, he will then move on to another club because there's no way the Hibs fans will take to him again when, after what he said. When Jack Ross says it. His return will be much more challenging. That's football's way of saying, not a hope. Jack Ross, a very calculated yeah. manager. I like to be just called them unusual, and the return would be a bit more challenging. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. that that's Euphemisms. A, that's a coded message. <laughs> He's done here. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Those are the numbers you need. Uh, John is a Rangers fan on the line. John, I think we only saw Camberry for about seven or eight minutes. Hadji for about fifteen. Was there a was there enough there to to see glimpses of what lies ahead? My question, Tom, ready to. Oh, moment. sorry, John. My apologies. Sorry. Um, just being honest, the truth for you. No, I mean, you're asking me to talk about two players. That, so, what's your I mean? point, then, John? What's your point, John? My point is, Alex, and I heard two Kevins. Let's help two supporters. Stick to talking about their own team. That's to start with. Okay, not interested in talk. I talk about my team. What They're are you interested in talking about, John? My middle of the park. My manager, who says he doesn't know what's going wrong. Right? Time somebody put some up their backside and realise. Davis, Aribo, Ojo. Ojo, I mean, if he's got half a million pounds, which is committing a record, he came back to Liverpool, by the way. Right? He was on that park for 20 minutes. I think he must have touched the ball about three times. If we don't get a finger out of our backside, and time people talk the truth. We have not come back. For the winter break Whatever reason you can, I don't care if there's 10 men behind the ball Or whatever They're getting paid good money To entertain Aberdeen How does they end up in the park With 11 men Is beyond me Andrew Dallas But we can moan about him He was absolutely Shocking He waved his horn in my ear his face As if he's a stupid wee boy If he done that in me on a Saturday I'd tell you what I would go like to him But that's no main excuses We are not performing And Gerard says He doesn't know how he, What's wrong well, that's his job to find out and produce it. We're paying good top dollar to watch that. I and think, we were, I we think were you're tremendous. right. You're right in terms of, we, listen, they've had plenty of praise. You know, you look at the midfield Arfield, Davis, Kamara. Uh, Ryan Jack's obviously injured at the moment I mean you but, could but bring Hadji in there But John doesn't want to talk about him so No you no it's too early for that Let's just keep it simple one. at the moment But they three players are not performing to the level they were Prior to uh, you know I'm saying that I don't think Arfield was featuring prior to that I think it was uh, Ryan Jack It was in there They have to do so much better They have to drive the team forward And then the front three have to produce more uh, uh, as I said, I, I I would expect Tavernier to come back in sooner or rather later. If he's 60-70% fit, you oh, yeah. throw him in because he's such a big influence on that right I'm side. A, you're not alone, John. I feel like it's, it's never unanimous because that's not really the way it works. People have always got differing opinions, but there seems to be a lot of criticism for the, the lack of contribution that Shea Ojo's making, and that's the name that you mentioned. And see what you're saying there. Don't bring Tavernier in. I'm not Tavernier's biggest fan. 
With the greatest respect, right with the greatest respect, John. Listen, he's a stick on. He's, he's the best right back in the league, and uh, you see where he's assists. You see where he's general play. They're missed him badly, uh, so I think you've got that one wrong. No, I, no, I see, but don't bring him into it, right? Because we're looking for the middle of the park, right? We need the middle of the park. We need the forwards, right? Ryan, see, see playing against Aberdeen. I'm not joking, right? Aberdeen kicked everything that moved, right? That's football. You get that idea? I kicked Paul in the football park. But how they're getting away with it with some of the referees is absolutely beyond a joke. But we have to be able to create. Yeah, and you're absolutely that right. Thing. You have to listen. See the thing yeah. is, you have to eliminate the refereeing. You have to win games as well, so that you can't have to rely on a referee making a decision or not. Because we see it time after time. There's mistakes for all the teams. So try and win a game on your own merit. Don't uh, try and keep blaming the ref. Uh, uh, what evidence do you have of Aberdeen trying to kick you off the park? What evidence? Were you at the game, Hugh? No, I'm asking you for evidence. Right, uh, what evidence? Right, first of all, Shane Logan, half, must have half of it, three of the players, and never even get spoke to, right? Never get spoke to. If the two centre-halves, the left-back, kicked everything that moved. Every time Kent get the ball, he's back to goal. Kent was hobbling every time, because every time we're coming through him, I could talk continuously about it. I, I don't but recall... He, he, he decided... I don't recall Stephen Gerrard making any mention of any of this. You know, I mean, who's talking about Stephen Gerrard? I'm talking about me. I'm watching the game. And I'm paying well, my money to watch the game. Well, look at it's funny. I thought he was the manager. Well, but what, what do you mean? He didn't. He, he's not going to criticise it. I'm criticising it because I'm paying money to watch it, and I'm expecting somebody to make decisions. When you when you're, you're you know this thing about paying money. When you pay your money, there's absolutely no guarantee for you or any supporter of any club that everything will be fine you pay your money if your team pays badly then you know it, it spoiled your day but you pay your money to get in you don't pay to get the guarantee of happiness 0141 thank you to John in Paisley we've got a good full time teaser for you guys it's, um, some big names in here some well known names and we're going to have to see how many you can come up with we'll do it next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's that time of the night when you send a question in and the pundits use the remaining 30 minutes or so to try and come up with the answers. So if you like the sound of it and you want to hear your question used on the show in the future, the address you need to send it to is fulltime at clyde1.com. Call Martin Burns sent tonight's question in He says Can you name the players Who were the top appearance makers For each decade For Celtic and Rangers From the 60s onwards So we did something similar a couple of weeks ago With, yes. with goal scorers remember uh-huh. yes. it was you two. So to sort of reword it or simplify it We're looking for Celtics and Rangers top appearance holders in the 60s, the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s. 90s, I'm going for uh, Ian Ferguson. No. John Brown. No. In the 60s, <laughs> uh, Billy McNeil, John Gregg. Billy McNeil, yes. John Gregg, no. Um, Dave Smith. No. Davey Wilson. Mm mm. Sandy Jardin in the 70s, 80s? Yes, 70s, Sandy Jardin. 70s. Celtics, I'll go for Billy McNeil. No, he, no, no, Billy retired in 75. 
Um, Danny McGreen? Mm-hmm. Oh, lovely. I'll take one more guess from you. So we're looking for Celtic and Rangers top appearance makers in every decade Boyd, since the, the 60s. Yes. Oh. Well done. Okay, that's four. We'll leave it there. Plenty of time for you to come up with the right answers. Let's take a call from Stephen in air. Hi, Stephen. Hi, Gordon. Hi, Hugh. Hi, Alex. Hi, Stephen. Um, I'm just wondering the guys' opinions. The past couple of weeks I've been on here, I've heard a lot of Celtic fans calling, saying about... Um, Greg Taylor should automatically get the left back spot. Well, months gone by, all I've seen for Johnny Hayes is his work rate. I think he's great going forward. Maybe not as good a defender, but we're all about attacking. I think. I think Johnny Hayes. I don't understand the hate the guy gets. I don't think hate. Oh no, I don't think hate. No hate. Some people dislike him. There's been a lot of negativity. The 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 gist of Stephen's point is still bang on the money. There has been so much negativity on these phones surrounding Johnny Hayes and suggesting that Greg Taylor plays. Greg Taylor did start yesterday. Yeah, and then Johnny Hayes replaced him. uh, Yeah, and I paid tribute to Johnny Hayes along with Rogic and. Christy for what they did yesterday to turn 1-1 into 4-1 If you give me the choice I'm going for Greg Taylor Well do you know th- th- there's an interesting thing well, when you, why, why, Sorry why says Stephen just to elaborate I, I just think he is a more than competent footballer Going forward and defending uh, He whipped in some terrific crosses yesterday uh, I just think he's an all-round good, natural footballer and a natural fullback. If if Celtic were going with a back four, I think Taylor's better suited. However, Johnny Hayes gives you more of an option because when he gets into the final third, he can drive at the fullback and he gets a lot more crosses and uh, more so as a winger. Uh, and I think it's better suited with Johnny Hayes more further forward. There was periods within the game he was getting so far. And McGowan was facing him up And he doesn't have the craft And the pace to get past mm. him Check back And it kind of slows down Allowing Hamill to recover So I think Horses for courses for me Is that a fair distinction Stephen? Maybe with the The back three And the wing backs That's particularly suited To Johnny Hayes Whereas a back four Would be more up Greg Taylor Street That's Alex take certainly Yeah yeah I get, I get the point I just find I just find Johnny Hayes Has been a bit Criticised the past couple of weeks uh, When he's contributed More to Celtic Obviously I get that Greg Taylor's not really The chance but Another another point I've got is yesterday I thought um, Griffiths. I didn't think at first it was a red card. To be honest, I thought his foot get pulled, so he kind of toppled over on top of him. But I, I sort of get it. Hugh flipped it earlier. If that's a Celtic player that stood on, I would be shouting red all day. Uh-huh. What I think has just sure. happened is is the the first time ever that you've managed you've changed <laughs> someone's mind. <laughs> Well, for me, it's just such an obvious one. If that, if I repeat, if Lee Griffiths had been the the, the person lying on the ground and that had happened to him, yeah. this program would have been in meltdown. That's and football, isn't the, it? Yeah, of course. That's yeah, football. and there's no point in contradicting that. It would have been in meltdown. Just going back to the original point, Alex, because I think yeah. there is a, there's a good debate to be had there. Did. Is that what we saw yesterday When you have a team Who defended as well as Hamilton did And again I feel like I want to give them credit once more Because it's been lost a little bit It was a relatively heavy defeat in the end But some of the the effort that they put into their defending Was was incredible But when you've got everyone behind the ball And if you're Celtic And and you're able obviously To to work it from side to side And go out to to one of these wing backs At some point You're probably going to need him to 
eliminate his opposition, yeah, yeah. His, his, his opposite number, and, and unlock something much the way that Frimpong is so su- successful at down the right on the other side. Is that does that suit Johnny Hayes more than Greg Taylor? For me, all day long, I think uh, partly because Johnny Hayes was an out and out left winger, uh, he's converted to being a bit more deeper uh, as he's getting older. He's adapting. Uh, relatively well to that left back berth as well. So, I think uh, for me, it's a great option to have. You know, I don't think Taylor done anything uh, that didn't say that he was up to the job. But when you're just looking to unlock a defence, I think Johnny Hayes is far better suited that. Particularly when you have so much of the ball, you have that. As you rightly said, you have that out ball. Uh, I like Johnny Hayes in terms of you know the impetus. He's dived over the ball to get the ball, come back. The resulting uh, from that comes as a goal, and you're saying yeah. to yourself. Well played A lot of people are waiting For people to pick up balls don't you, you know Alec you've, you've watched it all your life People have favourites James Forrest I remember the guy Coming on last week And saying Hadn't they played a game For months And I said That's very harsh And there you have James Forrest yesterday Another goal Another good Solid performance I think people just Nowadays Are overly harsh On uh, Their own team And individuals Within that team how do you feel about the overall strength at the moment, Stephen? Because, again, yesterday, you know, Rogic and Christie both start on the bench. There's been that, that shape change back and forward between the, the you know, the 3 5 2 and, and the usual shape that Celtic employ. How are you feeling about the, the sort of overall form? I'm, I'm delighted. I mean, I phoned, I phoned here in February, and she said to me, it's all, uh, no February, sorry, October. And Hugh's words were to me It's all hypothetical He couldn't believe that I says There's no a title race on right But My point was When it comes to the big big games Rangers slip up more than Celtic And this this is not me saying I told you so But that's Do you know what I mean? Are it kind of is are you, are, you, are you now saying There is no title race? I don't think so um, No one no, have slipped up matches That Celtic win I definitely don't Rangers need to win every single game up until the old firms and then hope to beat Celtic twice. Is that fair? I think, yeah, Alex said as much. Not necessarily, because what I'm saying is if Rangers win the next five or six, Gordon, and Celtic drop a point or two, then if they beat them in the first old firm, effectively you're kind of back on a level par. So, you know, there's so, so many permutations, but... The way Celtic are gone, you can see them going on a you know, remarkable run. Time will tell. Thank you very much, Stephen. In air, you always like honesty from managers, Hugh. I know it's a real yeah. favourite trait of yours. How, how about this from Stephen Robinson? How many times have you sat and heard the manager sort of uh, embellish his own team's effort <laughs> within a game? He says it would have been a travesty if they had equalised against Livingston <laughs> because they deserved nothing from the game. He says all 10 of his outfield players had an off day and every decision that he made... Went wrong With 10 players off Bar Mark Gillespie um, Didn't turn up Unrecognisable to me um, You know we, we couldn't pass the ball So we couldn't get any ownership of the game And They outrun us They outfought us You know And that, that can't happen If you want to stay third in the league you, you have to do the basics We didn't do that We didn't do that We deserved nothing out of the game Had we have equalised I think it would have been an absolute travesty uh, they taken it at night But um, We didn't deserve anything So you have to put it in a box uh, And as you said It's very unlike us we didn't get anything going today Usually when we went to Aberdeen We didn't pass the ball We scrapped well Today we couldn't pass the ball And we didn't win battles you know, I thought the boy Dykes Was right standing up front He bullied us all day um, And it's very rare Where you see Ten players have a complete off day And that's what happened We tried to make changes At half time Because I knew we were waiting to get beat You know they I think Mark kept us in the game With three or four great saves 
we made changes, we went to 3 5 2, we tried to be a bit more direct and go down the sides of them, but we, we didn't do that well either. So every change I made went wrong, and you know, so I'm included in that blame as well. I'm mightily impressed. <laughs> I mean, just, just tell the, the honest to goodness truth, uh, and no one's got any comeback after that. Uh, so he's, you know, he's been a Good manager there By saying his team were bad You know I think it's very honest As you said Gordon And it's also very calculated Because By actually doing it publicly uh, He's looking for a response You know he's saying to himself, he's, he's given him so much praise over The recent months have been brilliant And it's Celtic uh, it for Park on yes, Wednesday So oh. he'll be looking for some sort of response But the, listen When you play against either old firm Your team tends to Kind of try and roll up the sleeves That a little bit more And he didn't forget to Praise Livingston While Credit Giving his own team mm. a bit of a going over uh, And as I said at the start uh, Result of the weekend for me Because Livingston's fifth yeah. home win And not a goal lost Some going is Yeah you can, you can sort of manipulate the statistics Various ways Alex It's one defeat in 11, 11 is It's five victories in a row What is it seven? It's seven. six home victories in a row I mean they really are absolutely flying at the moment Gordon I remember there was a period in the, uh, earlier on That mm-hmm. they hadn't won in about 7 or 8 games yeah. And you think to yourself Oh they're on free fall That turn around I think he, he, he says as well Stephen Robinson talking about Lyndon Dykes I think he is pivotal You know we talk about Morelos You talk about Edward mm. Key players I think Lyndon Dykes is a good a handful in this division, you know, particularly for what it does for Livingston. Yeah. Martin is a Rangers fan from Falkirk. What's your point tonight, Martin? Uh, I'm a worried Rangers fan just now. It might sound over the top, but our players seem to have run out of steam. Um, we've got players who are um, unrecognisable from the start of the season. Um, Kamara's went for a 50k player to a 5 million player. Now he looks back like a 50k player. We've got Ojo, who's never turned up. Ken. As much as I love him, doesn't look like a seven million pound player to me just now. Um, and it's a bad day if your goalkeeper gets man of the match. Um, and I want to point to Alex. Alex, I hope you are right about the investment because it looks like in the summer we're going to need it. Yeah, well, the thing is, as I said at the time, I says uh, I was led to believe that there was going to be a share issue, and within a few days that was that was thrown out there. Now I don't know whether the investment's been actually put in as as of yet, but. It's clearly not been invested into the team, so you don't know whether that's running costs. You don't know whether that's going to be to the going forward to maybe the development of the the ground in the summer. If it was significant, do you feel like we would have maybe heard a bit more about it? I, I don't think you would have heard anything about investment because if you're going to go but and if buy, it was significant though, you know, if we're talking like you know, sort of money that could revolutionise a, a team, for instance. Yeah, but the thing is, Gordon, you're going to tell everybody you've got fresh investment. You're going to try and get players. The it point, just bumps up the price. The point about investment right now, Alec. It's the 3rd of February You can't spend it Doesn't matter who comes in with what You can't spend it The window's closed yeah, but Presumably if it's there It was there last week Or five days ago Before the window closed Well If that was the case Then uh, Rangers could have Gone out and made a marquee signing That's, that's my point But uh, It's a A mute point now Because The window's closed And what Rangers have Is what they will need To use To negotiate The remainder of this title race um, and at the moment players have gone off the boil Martin has named those who have gone off the boil um, They have to come back big time on Wednesday That now becomes a crucial match for Rangers Absolutely crucial And they also have to hope that Celtic Slip up against this Motherwell team Who were, in the words of the manager, hopeless Alex, what about the names that Martin mentions? Kamara, yep. um, 
Kent, for instance. Let's take them because Ojo's gets a lot of stick, but he is. He's playing fleeting. He's, 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 he's cameo. He's clearly Gordon. not having the impact, though. But yeah, we'll absolutely. leave him aside because I think we, we did address that earlier on, specifically on Kamara and Kent. Is Martin's criticism fair? I think so, Gordon. But listen, I think he's obviously highlighted a couple of players there, but I think there's other players also that, are, that have gone off the boil as well. So you're looking for them to step up to the mark, Gordon. I think, I think the bigger issue is. As a team, you know, I think Steven Gerrard's saying that, you know, there's very few players stepping up to the mark. You know, you're talking about seven or eight players. You cannot afford to carry that a number. You can have one or two I've got, uh, off days. But when it comes to the crunch, you know, I, I, I can't emphasise how big Wednesday is because if we think it's the, the criticism for Steven Gerrard's bad now, mm. if they continue in this form that they're shown in the last three games, then it will seriously mount. Martin, I'm wondering what the last week or so has done to your Confidence levels ahead of Wednesday I mean if I'd asked you this Six weeks ago I'm sure you would have been Almost certain that you were going to sweep Hibs aside As you did earlier on in the season uh, At Ibrox Are you feeling a bit more Concerned now? I'm not so much concerned about the Hibs game But I am concerned about our title credentials For the end of the season um, I wouldn't surprise me if we go out and win five and not, But yeah it wouldn't surprise me if we go and get another 0-0 draw That's where I am just now I think, I think when you when you look at the actual consistency of the team, you know, you, you're not seeing enough long periods within the game. They're dominating, scoring a couple of goals, put to bed. Mm. It looks as if they're huffing and puffing, Gordon, and I think that's the key thing. And when you're talking about Steven Gerrard's own words, there's no spark, and that's exactly what they need to do. They need to take. Do they need a convincing performance then to really get that that, that belief. belief back? Because you're, you're probably as much as Rangers have won games in that yep. period, you're going back to the Celtic game really to find yes. the last. Yeah, dominant no. performance yeah. yeah, and the thing is You're trying to dominate the ball In and out of possession That's one of the things That Stephen Gerrard did But you're watching it, Gordon uh, You know, and they're not Asking questions of the opposition defence As they should Good man, Martin Thank you, as always For your call What about the other Martin? He's sent your question in tonight mm. Can you name the top appearance makers For each decade For Celtic and Rangers From the 60s onwards So in the 1960s Billy McNeil You've got him He was Celtic's record appearance holder You don't have Rangers um, Willie Henderson, Henderson no. uh, It's a difficult one that I think Derek Johnson so, so, no, It surprised me Derek Caldo No Willie Matheson No Let's work up In the 70s you've nailed the 70s we'll get, uh, You've got McGrain and Jardin In the 90s you've got Boyd For Celtic anymore uh, In the 80s Roy Aitken Yes Big Roy in the 90s, Hugh for Rangers would have been... I'm just trying to think of the nine in a row. Um, Governor. Governor Walker's on. He's got it for the 80s. Is he? 80s. Mm. 80s for Rangers. Uh, yeah. Bobby Russell? No. Uh, Alec McDonald? Oh, 80s. Uh, McCoyst? <laughs> no. start 86? Durant? Uh, I'll give you some thinking time and we'll get the answers next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. On the home straight here with Hugh Kevens and Alex Ray. They had some work to do, I must admit, on the full time teaser, but credit to them. Credit where it's due. Good teamwork during the break. Oh, I saw lots of high fiving <laughs> uh, and celebrating. I think you maybe have come up with a few more correct answers. So the question tonight which players were the top appearance makers for each decade? For Celtic or Rangers So from the 60s onwards right. You've got Billy McNeil for the 60s at Celtic Have you got the Rangers one in the 60s? Yeah, this is my schoolboy days In the 1960s Ronnie McKinnon And that's the gentleman Brilliant. I had well dinner done. with him a couple of years ago yeah. At uh, Stornoway 
Ronnie McKinnon You've already got the 70s Danny McGrain And Sandy Jardin In the 80s you've got Roy Aitken Who's the Rangers one? Yes Richard Goff In the 80s no Oh sorry uh, David Cooper it was Yes Now in the 90s Tom Boyd Is Celtic's record appearance holder In the 90s Who would be the Rangers equivalent? No you take it Go on uh, I'll give you Goff <laughs> Richard Goff Well and done I'll tell you The 2000s I think It's the manager Neil Lennon It is and uh, my old teammate Barry Ferguson Yes Okay we'll leave it there Because you've only got two to get And it's the two most recent It's the 2010s One for Celtic One for Rangers We'll leave it there uh, Let's speak to Frank and Kilmarnock Hi Frank Hi Gordon Evening Evening you Evening Hi, Frank. Hi, well guys Hello He's alright um, The reason I'm calling up is I'm on the show quite a bit You might remember Stu In particular Oh you get thousands of calls um, Back in October I said that um, I predicted that the one thing that would see Celtic through at that time and things were looking quite neck and neck, the Celtic squad, for me, is substantial when you compare it to Rangers. And the reason I'm saying that back then and I say that now is, I think I was comparing at the time, I think Ed um, Morelos was scoring the bulk of Rangers goals and then scratched below the surface and take the floor out. There was no many contributing. And I think now what you're looking at is post this black, um, if I look at what's happened, Celtic have got these injuries. Nobody seems to talk about it. All I keep hearing is Tavernier has been out, Morelos has been suspended, and Jack's been in the last couple of games, which is granted, and that's my point. Rangers miss these guys like mad, and behind the scenes, there's not the quality to come in. Whereas if you look at Celtic yesterday, we were missing a first-choice right-back of two right-backs and Trim Kong and El Hamid. He actually could have probably stepped into a back three around the boy Welsh, who... By um, point, actually played very well in his debut. It was encouraging to see. We've got Elio Nussi out of the team. There's three certain first starters, which, um, and we've had tons all season, but the difference is we seem to have a massive strength in depth. And then if you look at the boys that came off the bench for Celtic yesterday, they clearly turned the game. Um, and then compare it to what happened with Rangers on Saturday. Ibrox, you know, okay, it's Hadji and Canberra's debut. But our strength and depth, uh, I think the key thing over the course of a 60-70 game season is now what happened last season. It seems to be repeating itself this season. And um, I said at the time, and the chap was on before me, Ryan Kent's a £7 million marquee signing for Rangers. And uh, well done to the board for doing that, that's a huge outlay. I'm sure Christopher Julian scored the same amount of goals as a £7 million winger. Compare it to what we've got, we've got Forrest going 16-17, and Christie's going 16-17 and I think therein lies the difference so not bemoaning what Rangers are doing well done to them because there's a challenge there I think there still lies but I think my point is that our squad we will now as we have in a lot of seasons begin to pull away the January to May is where Celtic squad I think always comes to fresh Was that, was that always going to be the challenge for Rangers Alex because Maintain Celtic it. obviously go into this from a position of strength having yeah. been the dominant side having won everything having Built up that squad Yeah And Rangers on their day When you've got 11 against 11 This season have shown that They, they can be a match I don't think there's any doubt about that The 29th told you that The Cup Final told you Despite the fact that the Celtic went on to win Was it always going to be really That w- that when you dug a bit deeper and, and you had to deal with The long season Maybe injuries or suspensions Or, or, or dips in form Was that always likely to be the thing That yeah, went well, in Celtic's favour? Yeah favorite? absolutely And I think uh, Frank touched upon it In terms of the importance Of keeping people fit Because uh, if, if you just take Celtic You mentioned the right back berth Celtic have three right backs They have three left backs They have untold amount of Central midfielders In the wider areas Middle to front And they now have four Is it four strikers I've got now? Yeah. Uh, four strikers So 
In terms of outlay and the budget that they spend, I've mentioned a couple of weeks ago, £20 million they spent in the both windows, which is considerably more than you know uh, anyone else in the league. So obviously it's going to give an advantage. Now, as I said, and Frank can agree or disagree, Rangers need to try and keep on their coattails, uh, hope that they can go on a run till the, the Celtic game in March, and then hope that they'll drop a point or two within that, that period. And that is what they've got to try and do, just to try and keep it going to the wire. I couldn't contradict anything that Frank has said. The only point I would make is that it has to go on in this vein. Celtic have to go to Motherwell midweek. Motherwell always put up a, a fight against Celtic at Fir Park. You go back to last season where it, it took a belated Callum McGregor penalty, I think, to, or Callum McGregor won a penalty later on and that uh, helped Celtic there I think it was a couple of seasons back if it's the same um, one I'm thinking of but anyway so they have to keep it going uh, if they do win at Motherwell they can approach the cup tie with Clyde in a, a relaxed fashion and then pick up the league again it is now purely and simply about ticking off the games and making sure that when they go to Ibrox in March they leave there with something and if they leave Ibrox with something not having lost between now and then, they'd be massive favourites. Give you the final say, Frank. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that the two key games prior to March and the uh, 15th of March against Rangers is Mullerwell away, Aberdeen away. They're the two games that I've looked at the fixtures. If we can come out of those two, even with four points, guys, I mean, okay, we want six, but I think that the rest of the games, no disrespect to the rest of the league, but the way Celtic are playing now, they look as if they've put the foot in the accelerator. And going to the March, the 15th game at Ibrox, and come away with that, I think you makes a good point. So if you get a draw there, you, you walk away, and you, you, you're more than a game ahead in terms of the last five games of the season, the last six. Um, and I think Alex, just to say one last thing, Alex bang on. I'm, I was one of the Celtic fans from, I'm talking to myself, and Friday night, I was a bit disappointed. I thought, God, we never find a winger or whatever. But at the end of the day, we spent £5.5 million in January. Not many teams have ever done that. We have spent £20 million and we've added to the squad and these boys will be players for the future. So, well done to Celtic. Everything's in a good place and um, we're in for an interest in the last three to four months of the season. So, cheers for taking my call as always, guys. Cheers, and Frank. have a good one. And cheers, guys. Good man, Frank. Right, that rounds right. us off nicely. You've got some work to do on yeah. the teaser, though. We're looking for Celtic's record appearance holder in the 2010s and Rangers. Record appearance Scott holder Brown. in the 20... That was quite an easy one. Oh, it, I, I was getting in before. So I'm uh, getting, I'm getting excited. <laughs> the Rangers one, however. 2010 to... Um, this is the time of upheaval. Speaking of which, I noticed it was 700 club appearances for Scott Brown yesterday. Yeah, yeah. remarkable. Uh, well, I, you don't I, have long to react to it, by the way, but you can make it quick. I'm on record the same... He's now the most successful and the most important Celtic captain is Billy McNeil. And I don't compare people to Billy McNeil lightly. I'm going to go for uh, Tavernier. No. Uh, Tavernier. McGregor. No. Uh, so you're going to want to think more towards the, the beginning and then yes. the middle of the. I mean, he was still there at the end of the 2010s, but. Chris Steve, Boyd. Stephen Davis. No. No. He's not there any longer. Um. Um. I'll tell you where he plays at the moment. Okay. He's going to kill us, did it? Go. You were hoping this was going to be the I first know, one the with first no one. clues. Yeah. clues you. He plays for QPR Oh It's Lee Wallace, Wallace. Lee Wallace 
You nearly got there without clues But you did wind it off Thank you to Martin uh, For the question We are back tomorrow night At 6 o'clock Roger Hanna and Gordon Dia Will be here Make sure you join us We'll be hearing from Neil Lennon And Stephen Gerrard Again there on Media Duties tomorrow And Callum Gallagher is up next One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com.